We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. I'm actually coming to you uh, this recording from up north in the cold uh, uh, north of uh, Northfield, Minnesota. And you are? And I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in always beautiful <laughs> South St. Louis. <laughs> and as I was in my recording, I'm looking out my office window, it looks over Francis Park in St. Louis, and someone just jogged by in shorts and a t-shirt. So... <laughs> I don't think it's that warm out, but it's warm and it's warmer than Northfield, Minnesota. We'll, that, we'll that's true. That. No one's no one's you know jogging here in shorts and a t-shirt. They probably have their parka on if they're jogging at all. Um, this is wrestling with the basics, by the way. And and Matt, I've been getting the email, and again, we're trying to do some some new things here in the new year. I'm making some New Year's resolutions. You know, uh, it was a few months ago that that they gave us an extra three minutes. Isn't that remarkable? We, we were so people were so impressed with our show. They said, "Give them another three minutes." <laughs> Clamoring for more. <laughs> That's right. But I've been getting emails, people saying, "Well, we were excited about the extra three minutes because we thought we'd get more dumb jokes." And, and I, I guess we've been neglecting that. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but apparently we have. <laughs> yes, tons, tons of mail asking for more dumb jokes. Yeah. <laughs> And I just You've been overwhelmed this... in the new year with the mail that's come in. Yeah, and well, my resolution was to be more honest and transparent. But anyway, uh, so Matt, do you have a nice, really dumb joke to start off our show? You know, oddly enough, I do, John. Do you? I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's yellow and hurts when it gets in your eye? Oh, man. What's yellow and hurts when it... I don't know. A bulldozer. <laughs> Well, that would hurt. I can see that. And most of them are yellow. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think I can do better than that, I hope. <laughs> so, so I'm friends with 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't know why. I don't know. Because it's just, I, just yeah. 25 that yeah. I'm friends yeah, I, with. Yeah. I bet if you did know why, he'd be your friend too, though. <laughs> That's true. I just that's a good point. I just need to get to know him, don't I? Okay, how about uh, how about this one, John? I like this okay, one. Okay. All right. Why can't right. the T Rex clap? Why can't a Tyrannosaurus Rex clap? I, I don't know. Why why not, Matt? Because it's dead. <laughs> See it. You think it's because of the small arms. But, yeah, that's where I, you, know, you would have thought of. Yeah, yeah. But no, no you know there's probably, probably a lot of things he can't do. <laughs> okay. That's right. All right. I think that's probably enough. <laughs> I think that'll be the end of the emails, don't you? <laughs> and the letters. No one that's enough. Um, and, and, and and you know, we can do this because you actually have some really, really fine stuff that you want to share with the people, and especially fine stuff as we begin this new year twenty twenty four. Well, so, thanks, John. What, what, what is it, that. Matt? I hope it's better than what we've had so far. <laughs> I don't know. That bulldozer joke is pretty good. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is 2024, the beginning of a new year. Um, and 
as as we pointed out last week on wrestling with the basics, sometimes wrestling with the basics is the the leftovers, the best of the leftovers, the yeah. the chili of leftovers. Yes. Um, well, well, chicken and dumplings that always gets better too. It seems it does. as a leftover. But so we are the the chili of radio yeah. and Bible study. Uh, because <laughs> and wait a second, I'm sorry. Now that that's going to be the slogan for 2024, let let us remind people, and we don't give you gas. So there you go. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Um, so what what I want to talk about a little bit is is the new year. Yeah, here we are still in yeah. January, and we're still contemplating the new year. And uh, at, at Ascension, I was able to preach about the new year. So we have uh, in the lectionary different readings. Uh, that are ascribed, assigned for different Sundays, different weekends, and we have readings for, uh, you know, the, the week after Christmas and for um, the, the New Year and uh, all sorts of things. So the, these, I want to touch on the Psalm for the New Year in particular. Uh, but before I get there, John, um, and this will relate, trust me, <laughs> to, to what we're talking okay. about. Uh, one of the things I enjoy in the New Year is is looking for. Uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary's Word of the Year. Oh, cool. So, so yeah, so when, a, when an year ends, they always reflect on that past year, and they look at their website. You know, what, what is there any word that's been looked up more than, than it has been in the past? You know, sort of really peaked this year, or, or you know, even a word that sort of characterizes uh, a past year. So they always come out with just one word that kind of encapsulates that one word that people are searching for, um, more than they had in the past. So uh, the other thing I think is interesting is they, they kind of do reflect what's going on in the culture, too, what's going on in our, in our nation and even in our world. So uh, here, here's a couple examples. So, you know, back in 2008, uh, you know, time of financial crisis, uh, financial hard times, the word of the year was bailout. So people bailout. are looking up okay. bailout, you know, yeah. a rescue yeah. from financial crisis. Huh. Uh, back in 2020, guess what the word of the year was, John? I, I have no idea. But in that 20... was the year of COVID. Yeah. Does yeah. that have anything to do with it? It sure does. Yeah. The word of the year that people were looking up more than ever was pandemic. Ah, so that makes go. sense. Sure. An outbreak of disease uh, that occurs over yeah. a wide geographic area is how that's defined. 2021, the year after um, the pandemic, or the year, at, you know, we started digging out of the pandemic, at least. Um, the word of the year was vaccine. Makes Ooh. sense, right? So people okay, are looking yeah, at well, what's on the pattern. world of vaccine. Yeah, there's yeah. a pattern going here. Yeah. So, and that's a preparation that is administered to stimulate the body's immune response. So that brings us to 2023's word of the year. So oh, I'm going to share it. I'm so gonna you share skip, the, wait, wait, wait. Oh, do you skip yes. 2022? We don't care I skip what 2022, 2022. Okay. I, I I don't know what twenty two. You don't our, know what our it listeners is. can Google. There you go. <laughs> Word yeah. of the year twenty twenty two. We can't do everything for you, people. Come on, right. give us a break. So look it up if you're interested. Okay, I'm sorry. Twenty twenty three. Yes, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Okay. So twenty twenty three. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the word of the year with you, John, and then see if you can tell me why why this would be the word of the year. And man, I, I wish know, we just, still had the drum roll. Okay. I still wish we had the drum roll sound effect, but okay, right. 2023. Word of the year is, there's my drum roll. Uh, the word of the year is for this year, 2023, uh, authentic. Authentic. Whoa. Uh, defined as not false or imitation, but real, actual, authentic. 
So why in the world do you think people are looking up more than ever, or at least more than a pat, and in the past, the word authentic, searching for its meaning? Any, any oh, guesses, yeah. John? Yeah, no, because we don't, we don't know. We don't know what's authentic anymore. You know, it used to be I would turn on the CBS News and Walter Cronkite or whoever was on CBS News at that time, and, and they would tell me, and I would know that was true. It was authentic, but, but I don't know anymore. I go on the Internet, and I hear all kinds of things, and I have no idea whether any of it is really uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. That that seems to be it, and that's what the the good people of Merriam-Webster say. Yeah, is yeah, you know, now you have things like uh, deep fake videos. Oh, we man. we hear that phrase is. We have uh, you know issues with academic honesty. Do people really write what they said they wrote? Plagiarism all, the, all over yeah, the place. Plagiarism. plagiarism. So that this 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 line between what's real and what's fake is blurred. <laughs> It, it's not, like you said, it's not as black and white. It's not as cut and dry anymore. Um, exactly. You know, so can we trust whether, you know, a, a student really wrote a, wrote a term paper or a politician really said a statement, even if it's on video? Can we even trust that? Uh, we don't always believe what our eyes see anymore or, or believe what our ears hear anymore. And as technology seems to be able to manipulate reality more and more, People are searching really more and more for what what is true, what is authentic, and, what is what's and here, real. I'll give you an example, Matt. I have an app on my phone that I can type things in, and it will speak in my voice. And you would swear Whoa. it was me that was actually talking. So actually, okay, my first resolution from last week was was transparency. So actually, this is Chat GPT right now that is doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> is this the real John Lukomsky? No, no, John's still in bed. He's still sleeping. <laughs> he doesn't get up this early in the morning. And and so now the computer is just using my voice. No, no, but it's it, it, that's the problem, like you said, Matt. We don't know. We do not know what's we true. We don't know. So, so is far, there a point to this, Matt? Yeah, there is, John. And <laughs> I, I'm okay. getting there. I'm getting Good. there. Right. I'm going you're, you're, gonna to keep you hanging a little longer. All right. <laughs> But, you know, for those of listeners that don't know what ChatGPT is, so that's, that's this website that is, um, and I guess it's more than a website, but it's, it's, it's AI, artificial intelligence, right? It's a chatbot. And so you can ask it questions or give it prompts, and then it gives a response in writing. So you can say things like, compose a poem about Christmas, uh, written in the style of Dr. Seuss, and it will. Yep. Or uh, you'll write a, a history paper about the life of George Washington with citations, and it will. Um, you know, you could even, I suppose, John, say, uh, <laughs> write a sermon to be preached uh, at Ascension Lutheran Church. <laughs> and it will, right? Um, that's, that's something. In seconds, it fulfills those requests. And so I think we've mentioned this before. We tried to do that with our show, and it would it refused to do it because it said that's too stupid. It could not be that stupid. So it's not worth. So it's, if we are authentic. You can trust because we, we tried it, and ChatGPT will not do wrestling with the basics. It just refuses. So I'm no. sorry. Go ahead, Matt. But you know, I've I've never preached a sermon that was composed on chat GPT. Um, and, and I, yeah. I don't think I ever will. But, you know, that I, I wonder, though, and, and this question is for our listeners and for you, too. You know, how would you feel if, if, if that did happen? You know, how mm. would you feel if 
if the sermon you're listening to isn't written, wasn't written by your pastor, yeah. you know, the pastor that you know, the pastor that, that knows you, who loves you, the pastor who's called to serve in that church, in that congregation, in that time, in that, at that place, what if a pastor just let the, the AI, the chat GPT, write the sermon for him? I mean, what, what would be our reaction to that? Um, and I think one reaction to it would be, um, well, that's, that's just not authentic. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's not real. That's not authentic. There's probably other issues with that, too. But that thing, that's one of them is, boy, that's, that's just not authentic. Um, so I, that, and, and, yeah, and I can ahead, remember when, when I was a seventh student and, and we would have to just write sermons. You know, that was part of your yeah. class. And I remember how incredibly hard that was precisely because I didn't know who I was talking to. You know, yeah. Uh, so to be authentic, you have to know the people you're talking to, and then you have to take the word of God that's applicable to the people you're talking to. So yeah, you yeah. couldn't do it. You really couldn't do it. Exactly. You know, and I, yes, to, to know the people you preach. I've even, uh, you know, talking to you know people that that guest preach at different churches. You know, like a district president, perhaps, you know, as we have in our church body. You know, it, it's kind of tough because you you don't know the people there. You're right. I mean, you're not you're not their called pastor in that place. That's got to be tough. Um, you know, I, as we you know talked about AI, artificial intelligence. You know, I don't know if you saw that job, but they there was a church in Germany. I think it was even a Lutheran church in Germany. Which the Lutheran church in Germany is a little little different, um, the state <laughs> church. Okay, but um, they had an artificial intelligence church service uh, this past summer. I think it was in June, and it was I, I saw a. That. Computer-generated person. It wasn't a real person. They're on a screen. They're, they're, there's not even a video of a real person. It's a computer-generated person that does not exist. And then the sermon was written by by AI, by like a chat GPT type deal. And uh, it just, as you, as you, if you watch it, it's, it's just, I think it's a little creepy. It's not, and one word that comes to my mind is authentic. It's just not yeah. authentic. Uh, but anyway, you know, the point of all this is, is, People are, are searching for what's authentic. And, you know, if it's not found in artificial intelligence or chat GPT, then I think they look for it in other places, right? You know, maybe it's uh, in social media and other places. You know, they, maybe that's where I need to go for my answers. And, you know, social media, that's that's the opposite of authentic. Oh, you know, we yeah, think of things yeah. like Facebook and all that. And people just kind of putting their best foot forward and, you know, there's nothing genuine, authentic about that. Or maybe we look in ourselves, our own hearts, our own emotions. Uh, but then, boy, um, you know, I, I, I think of myself, my emotions change pretty quickly. If I get pretty, if I get hungry, I get crabby pretty fast. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not my authentic, wonderful oh, self anymore, John. Oh, <laughs> so. oh, heck, Matt, you don't need to be hungry to be crabby. Your wife tells me that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been talking to my wife? Um <laughs> So, you know, it's it's not authentic isn't inside of us either. So what what is authentic? And that that brings us back to to the psalm. So and the yeah. psalm that's assigned as one of the readings for New Year's, uh, Psalm 90. So Psalm 90 uh, may be the oldest psalm in the whole book of Psalms. Uh, psalm 90 uh, written by Moses. So we're ah. talking about something that's been written about 4,000 years ago, John, which, you know, is mind-blowing that it's still recorded. We still have it in the scriptures. And, and here it is, written by Moses. And if you'd like to read for us uh, verses 1 through 4 of Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, 
from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight, or but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. Yeah. So the eternalness of God just comes out, right? You can see why this was a yeah. sign for, for New Year's Eve, right? Uh, the dwelling place of all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, even before creation, right? You are God. God is eternal. Uh, a thousand years in, in your sight, Lord, are like yesterday when it's passed. So, so God has always existed and will always exist. And, I mean, it doesn't get much more authentic than that, I'm thinking. Yeah. Than, than eternal God. <laughs> he is eternal. Uh, he's the creator. We're the creation. He is God. We're not. I mean, that's, that's authentic. You know, that is something that's, that's real and genuine, unchanging. God is, is, he is what's real. I mean, he, he really is the definition of authentic. Uh, he's the definition of real, what is true, um, what is fact. Uh, he's the definition, God himself. He's the one that gets to make those calls. He's the one who is authentic himself. Um, well, and, and, and since everything comes from him, there can be no authenticity other than what what is of the Lord. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's the one who determines what's true and false, what's real and what's fake, what's fact, what's fiction. You know, it, it, he's the Lord. He is God. He yeah. is what is authentic um, more than anything else. And I love, too, that, that phrase that... Um, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You know, he has been what's authentic in Moses' generation uh, and the hundreds of generations since uh, for the World War II generation and the baby boomers and the, the Gen Xers, the millennials, Gen Z, <laughs> and whatever comes after that, we'll see. But it doesn't matter. He continues to be authentic. He continues to be the Lord, the eternal God. And boy, you know, people are just longing for that. People are longing for something that is authentic and unchanging and, and eternal. And I just noticed an interesting thing here as I was looking at the, the footnote in that verse, when you've been our dwelling place, that in some manuscripts and apparently in the Greek translation too, it's translated our refuge. So, yeah. I mean, that, that dwelling place is really a word of comfort. He's the place you can go and you'll be safe. Yeah, exactly. And I just, you know, Psalm 46 come to mind, you, you know, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Uh, yeah. You're safe. So here's this eternal God. And, you know, that, boy, that could be one to be feared, right? To be even scared of. But yet he's also chooses to be our refuge place, you know, our place of safety. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful thing. So, so it's kind of like what we had last week with Simeon, that, that he is referred to as the despot, which, of course, would be the authentic one, the all-powerful one, the one who defines and determines everything. And yet, as Simeon notes, no, he's our father. He's the one who brings us peace. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so th this one who, who brings us peace, the one who is our refuge, the one who is authentic, if he's the definition of authentic, then I'm thinking we can trust that his word is authentic, hmm. right? You know, his word is also unchanging, um, it, the same yesterday, today, forever, the one who is the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, the grass withers, the flower fades, the Word of the Lord, it remains forever. You know, all, you know, it's authentic, it's lasting. And so I think, you know, for me, one of the best ways then to begin a new year uh, this January is to just 
be reminded of those authentic promises of God. You know, if you're looking for something authentic, here it is. It's in the Word. And so I thought we could just share with our listeners some of those authentic promises of God for them to hold on to, John. So I I, I think you have a list there in front of I you. Do, I if do. If you want to read, we'll just maybe read every other one, and I'll read every other one. And, and just for our listeners, just okay. let these just kind of soak in, you know, just I hope they encourage you. Um, I hope that, that these are promises you can hold on to all year, keep them in your heart, and know that they, in a world where so many things seem <laughs> blurry, whether they're real or, or not, this is real. This is authentic. So, yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, yeah, and it occurred to me, everything else is just fake news. <laughs> but this, yeah. this is the reality. This is the authentic. So Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Yeah, that's authentic. Uh, John 14, uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, Jesus says. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 13, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, uh, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Again, from the prophet Isaiah 53, verse 5, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Yeah. Uh, John chapter 25, uh, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Just a few more. From Matthew 26, uh, Jesus says, Take, eat, this is my body. Take, drink, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And Romans 10, 9, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then from Romans 8, and by the way, this is the epistle reading for uh, New Year's, ah. um, and, uh, beautiful verses. Uh, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, you know, whatever 2024 brings, uh, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, so these, these are all just the authentic promises of God. Uh, in a world where it's hard to determine what's true, what's not, what's what's real, what's fake. These things are real. These things are authentic. And and we've heard them. Um, we've just read them. Uh, you know them, listeners. And I guess my, my only other admonition is share them now. <laughs> share them with other people. Because we live in a world that is searching, literally searching, for what is authentic. Uh, that's why it's the word of the year. <laughs> Merriam-Webster says people are searching for the word authentic. They want to know what it means. They want to know what authentic is. And guess what? We do. We know what it is. Uh, we have it. Uh, it's the eternal word of God. It's his authentic promises. They're not going to find it in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, uh, but they will find them in, in you and I. 
uh, those who know those promises so well and you just heard them on wrestling with the basics. Uh, so in a world where people are looking for something that's, that's authentic and true and reliable and, and constant, right, something they can hold on to, uh, here it is. Uh, here it is in God's promises, and, and here it is to be shared by us, uh, that word of the Lord that endures forever. Matt, Matt could, I, could I conclude with the words that are at the conclusion of Psalm 90? Oh, Since yeah, we, please we, do. We brought that up. Yeah, because I, I, it, it is interesting because the, the psalmist reflects on the fact that this might be the year that we're all going to die. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we, we, well, we, yeah, yeah. This boy. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. Um, <laughs> exactly. Verse twelve and following. Um, yeah, for sure. It, it, you can see why this is chosen from, you know, passing from one year to the next. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Okay, so we've got to face that reality. Uh, everybody's got a limit on their their time clock. But, but what beautiful things. Return, O Lord, how long. Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we've seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children, which is, see, that's the nice thing too. This isn't just to us. That's also to our kids and our grandkids. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And isn't that incredible that, that in the end, even though our work seems so, uh, you know, let's face it, there, there will be a time where there won't be any wrestling with the basics. It's hard to imagine, I know. <laughs> but, but isn't that interesting that the work of our hands, though, this thing you talked about sharing about a God of love, a God of forgiveness, a God who is open and welcome to all men. There is no man he would turn aside. Any man who comes to me says, I will not turn aside. Yeah, that, that will go on forever. And it kind of gives me the chills to think the things that we have shared over the various years uh, about uh, this Jesus Christ and his willingness to, to do whatever it takes for us, even die for us. Um, yeah, those things, those things will remain long after you and I are gone. So, Yeah, I, I love that, John, because it, it teaches us to, to live in such a way that, that we, we live in that reality, right? Yeah. That, you know, the Lord can return any time, but uh, even if he doesn't in our lifetime, our, our time here on earth is limited. You know, teach us to number our days, verse 12 says, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Because in knowing that we only have a certain amount of time here on this earth, that gives us a heart of wisdom. That helps us to put in perspective what is truly important, uh, what what is truly top priority. Um, how can I make best use of the time with which the Lord has blessed me with? You know, and you know, for me, um, to focus on those things that are eternal, right? Um, to use my time in such a way so that um, God can work through me to uh, make an eternal difference in the lives of others. Uh, not in and of myself, but but his spirit, working through through his word, uh, working through the word of the gospel, working through things like wrestling with the basics, and just a trust that, yeah, he will use this um, in in meaningful ways. You know, to you know, again, let the favor of the Lord be upon us, establish the work of our hands. That that's the prayer that God would, no matter who we are and whether vacation we're, we're in, that God would establish the work of our hands and and that uh, we would we would do that authentic work in Jesus' name. And, and, and the cool thing is we can be sure of that because like the psalm says, every morning we've got his steadfast love. This has been Wrestling with the Basics. <laughs>